It is the awesome -o NFL Top Stack Show. We built some lineups. If you guys are not are not familiar, not if you are new, not if you're not new. I kind of got I kind of got hung up there. But you know who is new to the show is uh, Matt Savoka, who's sitting here alongside me. I've never done this show with Matt before. Matt, who we've done some NBA shows together, some NFL shows back in the past. But uh, Matt is doing this with me now. And if you guys are unfamiliar with the show, here's how it works. We're going to build some lineups using Fantasy Cruncher, using the tools over on Osmo. Be giving producer Mike some directions in terms of what kind of settings to put on. And it's a good time. Good, good showcase of some of the tools we have over at Osmo and how we use them to build lineups. Matt, how you doing, man? I'm doing great. Really excited to boss producer Mike around a little bit while also showcasing some of the great things that Awesomeos tools can give you. It's going to be really fun. Uh, excited to dig into this late. Uh, you are, you know, it's weird. You're sounding really choppy. It was fine to me before we started. Then the second we start, it's like you're uh, underwater and you're drowning or something. So uh, we'll see. Right, let me I don't see know. what I can do. Oh, well, there it goes. Now it's working. So what, it just it just fixed itself. I acknowledge the issue, which that's what they say, right? The first step to admitting to to have mm -hmm. to uh, solving a problem, you have to admit you have it right there. We admitted it, and it just <laughs> solved itself. So uh, it looks like it looks like we are uh, we are good. So uh, a little a little something also, guys. So we have a couple of teams lined up. We're going to make a DraftKings stack with the Rams. We're going to make Fanduel stacks with the Bucks, and then we're going to do a contrarian stack that you guys are going to vote on in the YouTube chat. So Mike, if you could throw up a poll in the chat with the Vikings, the Ravens, the Seahawks. You guys vote on which team you would most like us to see make stacks of between the Vikings, Ravens, and Seahawks. And then whatever you guys pick is your team you most want to see. That's what we'll make stacks of at the end. But until then, we first have a, a DK stack we're going to be making with the Rams. Now, the reason why I look, I like to look at the top stacks tool that we have over on awesomeo.com. It's very useful for MLB, especially in NHL. But for football, also, it has a lot of utility. And one thing that really stands out this week we have Matthew Stafford projected for about 8% ownership. The odds of the Rams being the top scoring team on this slate, Matt, 29.6%. That means this team is massively likely to be the top scoring team of the day. How are you approaching them for this weekend? Well, usually when we have a team that's this uh, in this great of a spot against Jacksonville, who basically with any metric you look at defensively, they're one of the worst defenses in the NFL you'd think that the ownership would creep up to the point where they would be a negative leverage score on the top stacks, top stacks tool. That is not at all what we see here this week. They have a humongous 22% leverage score. We were talking a little bit before the show that we, that is a number usually reserved for the chiefs when they're playing at their best, or maybe the bills when they're the only great offense on the slate. But just seeing the Rams, even though they've quote-unquote underperformed over the last few weeks here, they're in just a, such a great spot, uh, not just on DraftKings, with uh, the skill position players sort of condensed with Odell Beckham trending towards out as well. There's just so much to like about these top options and Stafford as well. All right, so let's get into the Rams then. And Mike, if you could pull up uh, Fantasy Cruncher and head on over to... Uh, DK, we're going to make some Ram stacks. Now, I want to get your take on this, on this, Matt. So for me personally, when I'm building a stack with, say, the Rams, and we're going to do the Bucks in a second, there are certain quarterbacks that I want to force to make double stacks of, and certain ones where it's like I'm fine with them only having one of the pass catchers in the stack. And it usually depends on how that individual quarterback scores their fantasy points. You know, somebody like Lamar Jackson, he's somebody who could potentially come up as a contrarian option for us later. He could get a lot of his fantasy points running the ball. I don't think it's necessary to get double stacked to him. 
I do think it's a little more necessary with a team like the Rams, but how do you feel about the Rams? Is this a team you're okay just stacking Stafford with Cooper Cup? Or are you, or are you also looking to try to get multiple receivers with him? I think if you're playing a, a receiver like Cooper Cup, who is almost at a running back level of weekly volume, I'll make an exception and say you can skinny stack in those circumstances. But in general, I completely agree with you. Unless there is a ceiling potential for the quarterback to get there with just his legs, I'm probably going to have a larger stack specifically with receivers from his team and then maybe run back options in the receiving game on the other side, just hoping that there will be a, a shootout in that game. With a player like Hertz or Jackson, the reason we can do skinny stacks too is because it doesn't necessarily mean that no one else goes off in that game. It just means that we don't need to highlight multiple skill players with because of that possibility of them hitting with their legs. Yeah, and, and then I think the other thing we have to talk about is on the other side of this game, and we're going to give Mike in a second the actual rules we want to make in terms of stacking purposes here. Do you want to force a run back with the Jacksonville Jaguars because they, they're the Jacksonville Jaguars? No, not in this case. We can absolutely say that onslaught stacks are in the running here for some of the, stock, the stacks we can make here. Uh, not to say I wouldn't go to a player like Marvin Jones, who probably has a six or seven target floor here, or even a James O'Shaughnessy, who was the original tight end one for this team. And now that Dan Arnold is out, it's probably back to that tight end one role. I'm not going to force it in this case. In fact, I'm more likely to go with more Rams than adding a Jaguars run back. All right. So first thing we're going to do here, Mike, is uh, go to the position stacks in Fantasy Cruncher. And I think we are settling here on uh, double stacks. So do uh, stack QB with at least two players of wide receiver tight end from the same team. There's certain spots also where I'll say like, hey, I'm okay with making the running back a sort of pass catching you know, like mm -hmm. Christian McCaffrey if it's, with, if, it, if it's with Cam Newton or something like that, just because he essentially functions as pass catcher. I don't really feel that same way about Daryl Henderson, do you? Uh, I'm actually okay adding Daryl Henderson into a stack. We've actually seen lineups win with Stafford, Henderson, okay. and Cup in the in the winning lineup this year. Okay, so Mike, add in running back too when when you're up there. Uh, so add that stack rule, and then go to general and let's put it on thirty percent randomness. And now go lock in Matthew Stafford. Also make sure the right slate is selected. If it isn't, sometimes it defaults to the Thursday to Sunday slate. And then all of a sudden we run lineups and we're like, how come, you know, Mark Ingram's popping up in lineups. We already knew Mark Ingram sucked this week, right? We don't need to try to get exposure to him on, on the Sunday slate too. So uh, go then lock in Matt Stafford so that he's popping up in all our lineups with those rules and uh, then build 50 lineups and we will see what pops up. So uh, before we even look at the numbers here, who do you expect is going to be the most common pass catcher alongside Matthew Stafford? Oh, it's easy. It's going to be Cooper Cup here. Uh, we're going to see plenty of Van Jefferson. If Odell Beckham is included in our projections right now, he will be included. I'm not sure that's going to be the way it plays out on Sunday, but I think it's going to be Cooper Cup by a country mile here. Uh, okay. Okay. So it is not Cooper Cup, or at least it isn't oh. on the... Uh, Let's see. So let me try to make Mike's bigger. By the way, something else also is we do not have, um, oh, it is Cooper Cup on Mike's. The one I ran, it was coming up with um, 
Tyler Higby a little bit more frequently, but it looks like he's getting, at least in Mike's build because of the randomness here, he's getting to more of Cooper Cup, but still, yeah, Cooper Cup. Um, who else? So at least for now, Odell Beckham Jr. not officially ruled out. He is still in the projections for that reason. If we were to take him out, actually, let's do that. Let's take Odell Beckham Jr. out and then rerun lineups and see who ends up coming up instead. Because I think there's a, a decent chance, like you said, uh, that Odell Beckham doesn't play. So uh, take mm-hmm. Beckham out. Let's rerun lineups here. And see what comes up instead. Uh, you know, it's funny. So without Odell Beckham, I'm actually getting to, here are the most common pass catchers that I'm getting in the run that I just did, which is going to be yeah about the same as what Mike has here. So we've got Cooper Cup showing up a lot, Tyler Higby, and then Henderson, since we included the running back as part of the stack. A little bit of Van Jefferson towards the bottom. Anything that really surprises you here? Uh, not really. I think Van Jefferson, though, is a really strong option with or without Cooper Cup in this stack. If you look at expected fantasy points, which is just a volume metric rolled up into a, a scale we can all understand, and expected fantasy points over the last six weeks and then divide that by salary, he's one of the best value options on the slate on his own. So I'm absolutely fine going there. Um, Higby, he doesn't really have the ceiling, so I want to play him in the group more often. That's really the only thing that I would add to the, to the stack. Yeah. So one thing I think about this week is the tight end position really sucks. So it kind of just makes sense that you get to a lot of Tyler Higby because, you know, you look at the tight end position as a whole, Mark Andrews, pretty inconsistent. There's no Darren Waller this week. George Kittle also, he's been super inconsistent this year in the last couple of years because of injuries. Then we got Kyle Pitts as a rookie in the high end. We don't have any of the real normal go-to tight ends. So I have a feeling when I'm building my lineups on Sunday, I'm just going to get to a lot of tight ends in my stacks with quarterbacks just because it makes sense when you're getting this situation where there aren't that many good tight ends to go for. So I might as well get to the ones that correlate with my QB. Honestly, I've been saying that about most slates and most tight ends that are below, say, eight or nine points in projection. Just tie it to some sort of positive correlation with the rest of your lineup. Absolutely. All right. And then as for other value plays, just kind of looking through one tight end that actually does make sense. It's popping up in a lot of lineups that do not have Tyler Higby, Foster Moreau. That's no real surprise with no Darren Waller this week. A lot of people are going to be on Foster Moreau. As a running back, Jamal Williams is popping up a ton as a value play here. Also sensible, you know, 5,400 for him on DK. There is going to be no DeAndre Swift potentially for an extended period of time. Uh, how do you like Jamal Williams as a value play? It seems like he's really working in these Rams lineups to make, the, to make it possible for us to spend up to guys like Cooper Cup. Yeah, he definitely helps this week. And honestly, it's a kind of interesting slate in that we have a ton of value running backs available to us. One thing I noticed when I was getting ready for the show, right now we have J.D. McKissick in our projections. I don't know if he's actually going to play on Sunday. If he doesn't play, that opens up Antonio Gibson. I actually reran a crunch using similar settings here, and it started to get Antonio Gibson into that chalky territory as well. I think Jamal Williams, Alexander Madison, Antonio Gibson, players like James Conner can help you out. There's just so many mid-tier salary running backs who look like they're going to get plenty of work that can help make these big top-tier stacks work. That's, that's I think, why we're seeing such a high leverage score from a relatively chalky spot like the Rams. All right, so we could go over to uh, FanDuel now, and now we're going to make a FanDuel stack with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And reading off some of the information on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers – 
over on FanDuel for this week. We have Tom Brady projected for 12% ownership. That makes him the current chalkiest quarterback on the slate. Obviously, news that could change later on as we get closer to the slate. All the more reason you guys should be liking this video, subscribe to the YouTube channel, you know, all that good stuff helps us out a ton, but also helps you. So, you know, whenever we have shows that go live, which could have good information like updated ownership and all that, uh, you'll be able to catch that on future shows. But right now, Tom Brady projected for the most ownership of any QB over on FanDuel, yet in the top stacks tool, it doesn't appear to be enough. We have Tom Brady project for 12.1% ownership, but the Tampa Buccaneers with a 16% chance to be a top stack. So we're about to make lineups here with Brady and, and the Tampa Buccaneers. Uh, how do you how do you feel about the ownership going to Brady and the top stack odds we have on Tampa Bay? I think we're chasing the last time that these two teams played a little bit. But when I see our tools, so saying that there's still positive leverage when we stack up Brady and his pass catchers, especially with the way Gronk has been playing lately. I'm fine going there. Fournette is not going to have a monster game like he had last week. That uh, that scoring is going to be distributed to the catchers soon enough, if not this week. All right. So uh, I assume that Tom Brady is going to be a quarterback we're going to want to double stack with. But first, I would be remiss if I did not sh uh, shout out our sponsor, Jock Market. If you guys aren't familiar with Jock Market, this is a totally different way to play daily fantasy sports. This is a stock market, but for athletes. So there's an IPO period. You could bid on the players. But then just because the game starts, it doesn't mean that your lineups are locked because, well, number one, there are no actual lineups. You're just holding shares of players. You could buy and sell them as the games are going on. Fun, different way to play daily fantasy sports. But most importantly, Make your first promo. If you're making your first deposit, use the promo code Osmo. Get up to a $50 bonus on your first deposit. Also, they have a first market guarantee there. So if you do not profit on your first slate, you get refunded for up to $100. So risk-free to play on Jock Market for the first time. In addition, get a $50 bonus for making your first deposit using the promo code Osmo. So lots to like over there at Jock Market if you're new and looking for a different kind of DFS experience. Uh, but let's get back to making some of these uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers stacks. And just right off the bat, Matt, safe to assume that we're going to want to be double stacking Tom Brady. Hard to think that he's going to have that much upside with only uh, if only one wide receiver goes off. Yeah, I'm double stacking him for sure. And to be honest, if I didn't see last week, I probably wouldn't have grouped Fournette in there. But I guess <laughs> we can say he can take a screen pass to the house now. So uh, if you want to throw him in there, you can. Okay, so uh, let's set that up then. Uh, so we're going to have Tom Brady as the QB, and let's go to QB, at least two players of wide receiver, tight end, and running back. We got Leonard Fournette in there, who uh, I know a lot of people. Were you on Ronald Jones before the season started? I wasn't against Ronald Jones, okay. but I, I at least had Fournette higher than <laughs> consensus at the beginning, but I, I wasn't. I wasn't super into it. All right, and then we've got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers playing the Falcons on the other side. Do you want to force a run back with the Falcons who, you know, to be honest, I kind of still think Matt Ryan's decent, but I think his offensive line just totally sucks. And his wide receivers a lot of weeks. He doesn't have a lot, a lot of weeks, does not have much to work with, especially without Calvin Ridley. I kind of think Matt Ryan's been better than meets the eye, but are you looking to force a run back here with, uh, with, with Matt Ryan and the Falcons going up against Tampa Bay? Yeah, I want to specifically say I, I don't always force it, just like last time, but yes. My answer is yes here. I think especially after listening to On the Contrary last hour with Alex and Ian Harditz, they're talking about this game being popular, but the Atlanta side not being very popular. If I'm trying to win a tournament, I think uh, going with a run-back option and trusting that Atlanta offense that I kind of agree with you has been worse to the eye than it actually is in reality 
uh, is uh, probably a savvy option. All right. And then in terms of who we're looking to run it back with from the opposing team, uh, so Mike just set it up with uh, one player from opposing team. What positions? Wide receiver, tight end, running back, or is there any position you're looking to exclude here as a run back option? I think you got to put running back so that Cordero Patterson can come in as, as a run back yeah. option. Again, that's more of a specific option because of Cordero Patterson's specific skill set, not a generalization I'm going to make across all teams. Okay. Yep. I think that totally makes sense. So Mike go uh, running back wide receiver and tight end from the opposing team. So then we'll see, you know, maybe a cheap wide receiver makes it in. We could get to potentially Kyle Pitts isn't a bad run back option. So stack mm-hmm. QB with at least one running back wide receiver tight end from the opposing team. Then uh, same thing, turn it on 30% randomness. Um, and then make sure that Tom Brady is locked in. You know what we might also want to do, Greg, is we might want to say limit running back from same game to one because we don't, we don't necessarily want a stack with Fournette and Cordero Patterson. That one's up to you. Let's just leave it because, in my opinion, Cordero Patterson's essentially a wide receiver anyway. You Positionless, know, he's, yeah. You know, he's, he's positionless. He's, he's, a, he's a safety now, too. We can't play him as safety in DFS. <laughs> right. But, you know, maybe his fantasy points should uh, account for the, for the Falcons' defense as well. Uh, but yeah, so let's run it and see what pops up here now on FanDuel. All right. So are you looking at the are you looking at the numbers yet? I, I was gonna ask you some questions, but I realize I don't want you to be cheating. I I gonna keep it minimized so I don't I had I don't have it yet. I haven't looked okay. yet. So which of the pass catchers, it's a little spread out here, but which of the pass catchers do you believe are appearing most frequently with Tom Brady in our stacks? I think it's going to be Gronk by just a little bit, and then Evans and Godwin kind of right behind. My way off. Okay. So we have, let's see what Mike's build has. So Mike has Leonard Fournette popping up a ton. That is the same for me. However, we also have mm. Godwin's up there. Mike Evans wow. is up there. Gronk at tight end. So it, it is, you know, it is pretty spread out. It looks like there's a lot of viable options with Tom Brady here that makes sense. Uh, also, I, I realized me going off camera to try to get a better view of the of Mike's screen here because I'm number even though I'm wearing my contacts, I'm I'm essentially blind. But so uh, <laughs> and and I wanted to make sure too that I have somewhat similar numbers coming up on my screen, but still pretty spread out. Fournette getting run, Godwin, Evans, Gronk. Does it make sense to you that we're getting all these options pop, uh, popping up with Tom Brady? Absolutely. I think this team has the most potential points in almost every matchup if you look at team cumulative expected fantasy points that's exactly what we see so we don't exactly know from week to week where all those points are going to go but there's so much production that tom brady gives out that's why uh they're they're awesome in a single lineup tournament but they're also so great if you just want to make like five or 20 lineups all around tom brady you can absolutely do it and spray around your options yeah, and that's certainly what it looks like we're going to want to do here. And I'm looking through some of the other options that are popping up. Very similar to what we saw at DraftKings. Jamal Williams popping up in a ton of these lineups. And then also a tight end. George Kittle showing up a ton on FanDuel. George Kittle, $6,300 on FanDuel. That looks pretty favorable. Runback options. Have you taken notice of some of these Falcons players that are popping up in our Buck stacks now? So we got Tajay Sharp up there, Russell Gage up there. That kind of makes sense because you're saving the salary for those top options on the Buccaneers side. So you're not going to be able to run it back necessarily with the absolute best players on the Falcons every time, especially if you want the other the rest of your lineup to be decent as well. So I'm not surprised. 
man, those feel like low probability plays outside of Kyle Pitts and Cordero Patterson, but I get it. I get why the optimizer is going there. Yeah, and we're not getting to that much of Cordero Patterson, which I, I think that's kind of just because of pricing, right? He's 7,400. I think it's maybe a little hard to jam him in with all of the expensive players because think, if you're going with Tom Brady, you already have one of the most expensive quarterbacks on the slate. Then the pass catchers, Gronk is expensive. Godwin's expensive. Evans is expensive. Fournette's expensive. There's only so much salary to go around. So it kind of makes sense that we're getting to cheaper options like Gage, like Tajay Sharp, like Kyle Pitts. Given these are the players that are popping up, does it change your opinion at all on whether we want to force runbacks from the Falcons or not? Um, honestly, no. Obviously, this is really contest specific, right? Because if we're trying to beat 20,000 people in a single lineup tournament, then suddenly someone like Atajay Sharp as a run back in a big stack makes a lot of sense. But as one-off plays or, you know, that they don't feel that good. I, I guess the short answer is no. The long answer is I'm going to have to do some work in Cruncher to make sure these lineups feel good. All right. So if you guys have not done so already... Uh, go ahead and answer the poll in the chat, which is going to be the next stack we make over on DraftKings. We've got three options, Vikings, Ravens, Seahawks, all three rating out as contrarian plays for us that are positively leveraged on DraftKings. Whichever one you want to see us make a build of, uh, go vote on that in the chat right now. And while I'm bringing that up, uh, I, I was going to say that I was going to uh, do the ad recap. My, my uh, tabs just keep closing on me. It's like, hey, you know how you're trying to uh, do a show here, Greg? We're not having any of it, my computer says. And we're just going to continually crash all the tabs that are up. But luckily, I, uh, I know what, what some of the reads are off the top of my head. So it's not, it's not the end of the world. But if you guys want access to all of the tools we have over at awesomeo.com, including stuff like the top stacks tool that Matt and I are using right now to build some of these lineups, you get access to all of that and, and, and content for every DFS sport out there. Sign up for an Awesome Plus weekly package for $29.95, and that takes care of everything. There are esports out there, which, of course, Alex just crushes at because at, at, he, he knows he's like a savant. He knows nothing but DFS, but he knows everything there is to know about DFS. So we've got all of that covered with all the tools we have over at Osmo.com. Weekly pass for $29.95. And if you're signing up for the first time, use the promo code NFL Strategy Show. That'll get you 25% off your first week of Osmo Plus Platinum. And if you're only looking to play NFL DFS, we have NFL Weekly Pack just starting for as low as 395 so go check that out stop guessing start winning join awesome plus today all right where are we at with the poll here we have oh vikings Vi by people a, people want the vikings vikings so by viking, a mile here vikings it is a lot of the people you know they said people love uh kirk cousins that's that's long been known information kirk cousins <laughs> going up against the detroit lions now you know what's funny about about lion stacks here generally i'd say we shouldn't force a run back however jamal williams one of the best value plays on mm -hmm. the slate on DraftKings, on fanduel i think if we do force a run back jamal williams is going to come up in like 100 percent of them is is that an issue for you uh, a little bit but Ultimately, I think it's going to be sorted out by Sunday because of injuries with other people popping up into that value range with Jamal Williams. Our current run of projections really, really likes Williams. We're not going to get off of him. Certainly, if we're game stacking, we're not going to. But I think it's going to sort itself out in terms of ownership once we get to Sunday. All right. So let's now figure out from the Vikings side of the game, do we want to force two uh, stack options with Kirk Cousins. Uh, obviously, Dalvin Cook, it appears like he's not going to be playing, which means that we've got uh, Madison, you would think generally be a massive value play. However, Madison's kind of been priced up at 7,600. So 
Uh, number one, I'm going to ask you, do you like getting Madison in lineups with Kirk Cousins? And are we going to go with one or two stack options with him? Not sure I love getting Madison in lineups with Kirk Cousins. Okay. In our game-adjusted rush rate and game script-adjusted pace, it looks like the Vikings still want to be a rush-first team. So if we are going with the Vikings receivers having big days, which we know they can do, I think we should just keep it to their pass catchers. Okay, and so let's go two pass catchers, but only wide receiver, tight end. And let's add that in. So that'll that'll really minimize the amount of Alexander Madison that we're going to get here. There'll still be some Madison that'll just pop up because he's, you know, a, a good enough points per dollar play. But now in terms of a run back, uh, what, are you, what are you looking to do here? Are we going to make it, are we going to include Jamal Williams at running back or do we want to not include the running back to try to limit the amount of Jamal Williams? What kind of rule do you want to set here? I almost think we should just let it run. Uh, if we want to force a run back, I would say at least one wide receiver tight end from the, the opposing team with the quarterback, which we might do. But, um, you know, this is a situation where I might go into the group setting and I might actually change the correlation. That's a little bit in depth here. But uh, basically, I just want someone other than Jamal Williams to pop up without having too many Detroit run back options. Okay, so we won't force one. We're just going to go the QB, Kirk Cousins, with uh, at least two wide receiver tight end from uh, his team. And then I also want to make sure that we have, if you haven't done so already, Mike, make sure that Kirk Cousins is locked in and unlock Matthew Stafford if you still have him locked in from earlier because or else you're just going to uh, give fantasy cruncher fits where it's like, how do I have two QBs locked in? We're not allowed to do that. Um, and then we will run the lineups and everything else should be set from before. And all right, which pass catcher, you know, the question that's coming, Matt, which pass catcher do you think on DK is going to come up most frequently with our guy, Kirk cousins, who everybody loves. Oh, please tell me it's Justin Jefferson. Please tell me it's plenty of Justin Jefferson. Cause that is really the player I'm, I'm betting on here against the Detroit lions who have a terrible secondary. All right, Mike, pull up the results. All right, so we're getting we? to uh, a lot of K.J. Osborne, Tyler Conklin. Uh, then also, oh. if you look down, there's still Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen popping up. Uh, and by the way, Alexander Madison's still making his way into a lot of these stacks. So mm. I'm actually kind of curious. Click on the team stacks. Uh, if you scroll, see where it says team stacks, if you scroll up a little bit, Mike. Click on that. I'm kind of curious to see. Yeah, so a lot, there's still a lot of, uh, you know, like four-man stacks that are popping up here for, for the Vikings. And I think that's just because Alexander Madison still projects as a good points-per-dollar play, even at the elevated price point. So he's making it into some of these Viking stacks, even though we aren't forcing it. Uh, but in terms of cheap options, what do you make of guys like K.J. Osborne and Tyler Conklin who are showing up here with Kirk Cousins? The only thing I feel like is that they can hit because they're playing the Detroit defense. The Detroit defense has been one of the worst in per pass and points per play efficiency all year long on the defensive side of the ball. So you, we've seen KJ Osborne rip off big plays in a large field GPP. I don't hate it. If I'm playing a smaller field or like a single entry, something like that, I might try to force Kirk Cousins stacks to have at least one of those big two receivers in Jefferson or Thielen. So again, it really depends on the contest you're playing. All right, and then something else that stands out here, by the way, we did not force a run back option with Kirk Cousins, but I actually kind of like this now that I'm looking through some of these stacks and why I don't think that I'm going to force a run back 
in these line in these uh, Vikings games. On the other side, Jamal Williams is still popping up in you know like half the lineups that we've made of Viking stacks, and that's without us forcing them. I almost guarantee if we were to make a lineup here and force a run back option, it's going to be a hundred percent Jamal Williams in these lineups. Then. Right. So I, yeah, I kind we'd of have to like do the groups or something. Yeah, but I, I like how this is set up. But I, I do uh, want to ask you if we had to play one pass catcher from the line. So we're taking you know Jamal Williams out of the mix. Uh, if we had to play wide receiver or tight end from the Lions in these Viking stacks, who who is it that you would be choosing? Yeah, I ran a crunch similar to that where I kind of forced it, and I got a lot of Josh Reynolds. And I think that's just because we've su- seen the target share really increase the last few weeks. Five targets on Thanksgiving, including that big touchdown catch in the first half. 70 yards receiving was by far his best game of the season. I'm also getting to some Amon Ross St. Brown and then TJ Hawkinson. Not to say that Hawkinson is a bad play, just not a fantastic value at his relatively high 5,200 salary on DraftKings. All right, that is going to do it for us today, guys. This is a good look at some of the tools we have on the site. And don't forget, you guys can go sign up and use that promo code NFL Strategy if you're signing up for the first time for 25% off your first week of Osmo Plus. Also, guys, thank you for participating in the poll. Helps us direct the show. We appreciate you guys very much. Like this video, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Good luck this weekend.